Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hi, friends. Thanks for coming. It's November the 22nd. 2015, and um, tonight I I just wanted to continue um, a little bit about uh, the resurrection. Uh, Last week we talked about uh, the resurrection, and the title that I put on my page, uh, I was hoping to draw interest. You know, when you you think about our Creator, um, whoever and whatever our Creator is, you know, if our Creator can, can, can make a baby for example, um, you know, which is such a a complicated um, product, you know, or whatever you want to call it, creation, so complicated, just a baby. And then, you know, from from a sperm and an egg. And, uh, you know, we can't comprehend how, how complex it is. You know, scientists can't comprehend how complex it is, and we we continue to learn all the time. Uh, You know, it's interesting, when we looked into one cell, just one cell of the body, it just keeps on going and keeps on going and keeps on going. We just keep learning. There's no end to the research when we dig into one cell and the body is made up of billions so my question is, can our creator, you know, that can create a, a baby, can this creator also resurrect the dead? You know, mm-hmm. So just something to think about. Mm-hmm. So we, we talked uh, last week about a little bit of history in the Bible, and I put scriptures up on the board. And where before Jesus Christ was in the picture, in the Old Testament, uh, we talked about certain men and women that were blessed by God to actually um, resurrect men and women back in that time. And the whole theme of the Bible is 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 leading to Christ. Okay. That's, that was the theme in the Old Testament, was to lead to Christ, which, and Jesus Christ was the major resurrection, okay? He was going to be the major, major resurrection. But in the meantime, um, there's scriptures in the Bible that talk about his, his prophets and the, the, the men and women that he showed favor to. Um, he gave them the power and the ability to show the power of God that God could resurrect and bring back the dead. So we talked about nine nine different situations, nine different uh, circumstances last week uh, with men men that had resurrected um, mo- a lot of children. A lot of children uh, were resurrected back then. So I'm not going to get into the scriptures 
at this time because this is the reason I'm continuing this subject is there's so many scriptures to cover. So I just went, you know, halfway through through this subject and uh, wanted to continue it today. So I'm just going to, I'm just recapping a little bit about what we talked about last week so you can follow along with me and uh, kind of get the sense of what we already talked about. So anyway, to, to get the whole sense of it, it would be it would be good to listen to the last show, okay? To get the sense of the ones that were resurrected um, back before Jesus came. So when Jesus came, when Jesus was here on the earth, he taught a lot about the resurrection even before he died and was resurrected himself. He actually resurrected uh, uh, children back then. He resurrected uh, a, uh, a very close friend of his, Lazarus. And um, Lazarus is, is quite a familiar story to, to ones that know a little of the Bible because um, Lazarus had been dead for four days. And, and, he, and so Jesus traveled a long ways to go to his friend's tomb to actually resurrect him. And um, uh, let's see, I'm just I'm just skimming over uh, the subjects from last week. Um, during the time that uh, Jesus had been killed, and as as we know, um, he had said that his father would resurrect him in three days. And it's kind of interesting that the religious leaders, you know how much they hated him and hated his followers, they did everything they could to make sure that this resurrection didn't happen because they thought if this man, Jesus, is resurrected, it's going to be worse than what it was before. You know, they, would, they, they did everything to destroy him, to kill him to begin with. And then turn around, and this man says he's going to be resurrected. So they had the tomb guarded. They had it guarded by men. They had a great big stone put in front of it, and they actually had guards on it. So you know, in three, the women, the women would come to see, you know, their 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 dead Jesus, and uh, you know, pray and whatever else they did. And then they come this one day, and the guards, the guards are. Um, on the ground, because an angel came and moved this stone, and naturally Jesus Christ was resurrected. So when when um, Mary and the other women came and saw that, that Jesus was gone, there was actually an angel there that told them, Jesus has been resurrected. And go tell the disciples, and Jesus will meet them at a specific place. So no matter what, you know, the, the resurrection... Is, is talked about throughout the Bible um, from from history, way back when, in history, right up to Jesus' time. So Jesus was a major, uh, a major example of, of God, God's power to resurrect the dead. Because, see, Jesus, let me see, how can I put this? If Jesus was not resurrected, if if this was all untrue, then we wouldn't have any hope. Okay? Okay. We we wouldn't have a hope. 
uh, our loved ones that we've lost, you know, family that we've lost, um, everyone in the world that has died would not have a hope, a hope at all, if this was not true. We we would basically just be doomed to die, and that's it. Our life is over. We can we can believe anything we want. We can think that you know we're going to go off into a particular place. You know we're going to go to heaven, or we're going to go to purgatory, or we're going to go to hell, or whatever. But if if Jesus' resurrection wasn't true, we don't know where we're going. Right? We we really don't know any other truth. This is what the Bible teaches, and Jesus will resurrect. Okay, and God did resurrect him. So that's just something for us to think about. Um, I also touched a little bit on who will be resurrected. Okay, the Bible doesn't talk about everyone being resurrected. You know, the, there are specific ones in the Bible. Um, that it speaks about that will not will not be resurrected. They've had their opportunity. They've gotten to know God. Um, they've got the the blessings of God's Holy Spirit. They had it all, and they rejected it. They had full opportunity, and they rejected it. And the one main man that. Um, most of us are are familiar with if we know about the Bible at all, is um, a man who was Jesus' disciple. His name was Judas, Judas Iscariot. He was actually a disciple of Jesus, one of the twelve, and um, he betrayed Jesus for money. Greed got the best of him, and he actually betrayed Jesus over to the authorities. And there, there is a, a scripture, I don't know if I can find it right at the moment, I'm sure I will, that tells about Judas, that he does not have the opportunity um, to be brought back to life, to be resurrected. Um, I'm just looking to see if I can find it here while I'm talking. Um I think I found it here. Yeah, I did find it. Maybe I'll put that one up on the board just because that's an important one to start start this subject off with. Um, it's in John. Okay. Chapter 17. In verse 12. And I'm going to look that up, and I'll read. While I was with him. Pardon me? Rudo, I'm sorry, I didn't yeah. hear you. Oh, while I, was with, while I was with him, I did I get that right here? Is that how it starts? Yeah, yeah, that's where I'm at, too. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. I protected them and kept them safe by that name while... Name you gave me. None has been lost except the one doomed to destruction, so that scripture would be fulfilled. Okay. Um, I read 
um, the English language somewhat slower than my native tongue. Does. That's okay. So, <laughs> but this is extremely interesting, and I would love for you to continue. Well, uh, New Living Translation. During my time here, I protected them by the power of the name you gave me. I guarded them so that no one was lost except the one headed for destruction, as the scripture foretold. Aha. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you for reading. Thank you. And, yeah, and the point here is that Jesus watched over them, okay? He says, um, I have watched over the ones he was praying to his father. He, you know, when you back up into 11, he said, Holy, back up into, you know, verse 11, and he, Jesus said, also, I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Father, watch over them on account of your own name, which you have given me in order that me that we may be one, that they may be one, just as we are one. Like, watch over them. He's praying to God. And, and, and the same as mine here, what is saying, Rudo, is... When I was with them, I used to watch over them on account of your name, which you have given me. And I kept them, and not one of them has been destroyed except the son of destruction. Okay? None of his Mm -hmm. disciples were destroyed except the son of destruction. And the son of destruction, um, which I can, you know, maybe find another scripture here, the son of destruction was Judas. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and he he went to um, basically in the ground. But it, the Bible uses a symbolic word, Gehenna, Gehenna, from which there is no resurrection. So he went to a symbolic Gehenna, and uh, Gehenna's. Uh, just a place in the old days where they used to throw bodies and 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 dead cattle and it was a garbage dump and it was always on fire. You see, they always uh, put uh, sulfur in it and always kept this fire burning. So when they threw dead carcasses in it, it wouldn't stink. You know, it wouldn't smell. Everything would burn up. So the Bible uses that that symbolic uh, description. That's that's everlasting life. That's the, or pardon me, everlasting death. So when the Bible says that you are going to be going to Gehenna, Gehenna means um, the, the pit that that never goes out, the fire that never goes out. It's it's just everlasting destruction where there is no resurrection. And maybe I've got a scripture here that might help explain that a, a little bit. In Matthew 23, I'll put that on the board. Matthew chapter 23, verse 33. And um, it says here, when Jesus was talking to um snakes. <laughs> yeah. 
he was talking to the Pharisees, you know, the Pharisees and the scribes and the religious leader, religious leaders. He says, serpents, offspring of vipers, how are you to flee from the judgment of Gehenna? Now, how does you, how do you write Gehenna, please? Um, how do you? G, G mm-hmm. as in Jerry, E H E N N A. Ah. Gehenna. So it's it's a symbolic term, judgment of Gehenna. It's not like the judgment of God. Judgment of Gehenna just means everlasting death. You know, no resurrection, no opportunity for resurrection. Like these Pharisees in, in the in the in the religious leaders back then, they were supposed to you know, be be worshiping God. And, you know, as we know when we've studied the Bible, Jesus was furious with them a lot, you know. They they tried, well, they're the ones that destroyed him. You know, they couldn't see the Son of God. They couldn't see the Son of Man because of their own, they wanted their own glory. They wanted things their own way. Um, they had, you know, no interest in in serving God, really. So they just they just basically had their opportunity. They had their opportunity to serve God, and they refused to. So that's what he was saying here. You just have no, op- no opportunity to flee from the judgment of Gehenna, uh, everlasting death. So there's particular ones that will not um, have an opportunity for a resurrection, like Judas, you know, and as we know, Judas was the disciple of Jesus that betrayed him. So, um, I'm still just kind of covering just the the few little things that we went over last week, just to kind of update what the conversation was last week about. Um, there is a scripture... In Luke 13, I think this is important too. <laughs> I see a guest. I guess yeah. a guest came on and goes, "Yuck, get me out of here." <laughs> these, well, I, I feel so sad for these people because I think, where are you going to go? <laughs> where well, that's a very, very, very uh, personal choice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Uh, all we can do is hope that uh, we can find the right right road. Here's and this this is actually a, a great scripture just just for this little subject. As it's funny how it just came up at the right time. Uh, once I read it, you'll you'll understand, friends, what I'm talking about. Like, where are we going to go? You know, who are we going to believe? Who are we going to trust? So in this scripture here, let's let's just check this out. I haven't read it for a while, but I have an idea what it's talking about. Um, do you have it in front of you, uh, R- Rudo? Do you uh, want me to wait for you to find it? Father, forgive them. I beg your pardon? They do? <laughs> Is it Luke 23? Yeah. Lu- Luke 13. Oh, 13. <laughs> Verse twenty four. I'm sorry. Hold on a second, please. I'm in no hurry. Sometimes I do that. I, I, 
I feel like I'm rushing and I and I I have to learn to slow down. I there there's no need for me to rush. I just I, I I'm just an anxious type of person. I'm and, and always a little nervous, you know, so that's the way I am. So I have to learn to calm down and relax and and just Did you, did you say twenty three or twenty four first? Twenty four. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Drive, answer. Go ahead, Sonia. Oh, okay. Exert yourselves vigorously to get in through the narrow door because many, I tell you, will seek to get in, but they will not be able to. Okay. I must be in the wrong place. Luke chapter 13. Verse 24. Make every effort. Yeah, that, that could be, yeah, that sounds like it. Because many, I tell you, will try to enter and will not be able to. Yes. Oh, here we go. Strive to enter through the narrow door. For many, I tell you, will seek to enter uh, will not be able. Uh-huh. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So th- this is this is the point, you know, who will be resurrected? Like m- many will try, I will try, you will try, um, many, many men and women in the world will try to get in through that narrow door, but we just might not make it. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. We don't know if we're going to stay faithful to the end. That's 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 the the goal is to stay faithful to the end, just like Jesus Christ did. You know, his disciples had so much faith in Jesus that they died for Jesus. Some were stoned to death. They were put in prison. You know, they eventually all died, but they all died faithful. There's there's none in the Bible that I know of that died unfaithful. So that's what we have to do. We have to be faithful right to the end because like this scripture says, okay, many are the ones trying to get through that door, but they will not be able to. Why? Because it'll be our own decisions, our own choice. You know, no, we can't blame anybody else. Well, I, I couldn't do this because so-and-so, whatever. We can't blame anyone else. It has to be our own decision. We have to be so strong, especially in this world, this day and age. You know, we've got so much. Satan is throwing missiles at us left and right. You know, we've got television. We've got Internet. We've got peer pressure. The world is ungodly, you know, the world is ungodly, and if you're you want to even think of being a godly person, you're looked down upon. You're look, you're frowned on. You know, um, so things are changing, like the Bible says, from bad to worse. Okay, and the the Bible says that the good will be made bad, and the bad will be made good, and we can see that. You know, 
There's so much violence in the world that people are going, yay, 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 yay. They love it. You know, television is full of it. You know, Internet's full of it. We can, we can see by watching the news that the, the world's going mad. So it's going to be very difficult to get into that narrow gate. It's going to be a real fight, a real struggle. And the the, the best way that we can do this is by studying God's Word daily if we can, you know, thinking of Him daily all the time if we can, you know, just like, uh, you know, we would have our, our mother or our father guide us if we were a child, a baby. We would always ask our mother or father, you know, what am I to do? What am I to do? Should I do this? Should I do that? And this is the situation that we're in because we are babes. We are babes in the truth. You know, we are babes in God's eyes. So not all not all will have the opportunity to make it into God's new order, God's new system of things, his 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 plan. And uh we we have to realize that because you know, I, I, I believe I've I've learned from other men and women that they say all you have to do is ask for forgiveness and you'll be saved. Just believe and you'll be saved. Well there's more to it than that. We even Satan even Satan believes even Judas Iscariot, which was one of Jesus' friends, one of Jesus' disciples, he believed in Jesus. He believed in God. But but he loved him. So just believing is not enough. You know, God says that those who do, Jesus Jesus said, pardon me. Jesus said, those who do the will of my Father are the ones that will be saved. Okay? Mm-hmm. We have to not only have faith, but faith, in the Bible it says, faith without works is dead. So we we have to apply ourselves. Um, study, prayer, and doing unto others as we would have them do unto to ourselves, you know. So anyway, I'm I'm getting um off track a bit and I do that once in a while. Um so my my point was who will be resurrected and there was a, a few scriptures uh stating that not all will be resurrected. Um, if you remember um when Jesus was being murdered uh and he had two men on each side of him that were uh being executed for for whatever crime they committed uh the one man believed that Jesus was the Christ and he said would you please remember me when you get into your kingdom and Jesus said to him truly i tell you today you will be with me in paradise so that man, that was a promise from Jesus. And that man will be resurrected. It's Jesus promised it. I'm just going to put that scripture in because that's encouraging. Um, that's in Luke chapter 23 and verses 39. To 43 and I'll just I have Luke already 
I'll just slip over and then we'll just read that because that's encouraging. 39. This actually, from 39 to 43, these verses are actually talking about the other man that was beside Jesus that was... um, that was hung there also with them, and the three of them were, were were dying together. And anyway, here's what the one man said to Jesus. But the one hung, but one of the hung evildoers began to say abusively to him, You are the Christ, are you not? Save yourself and us. In reply, the other rebuked him and said, Do not fear God at all, now that you are in the same judgment. And we indeed justly so, for we are receiving in full what we deserve for what we did. But this man did nothing out of the way. So that's what the other man said to the one man. And this man went on to say, he says, Jesus, remember me when you get into your kingdom. And Jesus said to him, truly I tell you today, you will be with me in paradise. And that was just the faith, the faith this man had just at the last moment. You know, he might have died in, within 10 seconds after that, but he had faith just that moment. He knew mm-hmm. Jesus was, you know, like he said to the other man, Jesus did nothing. We deserve what we're getting. Jesus did nothing. <laughs> so um, that just shows us right there that... Uh, you know there will there will be a, a a selection god has god has a plan and it it will be a righteous plan and it will be once those you know like because there's many men and women um that have died and young children babies you know that have died that have never had the opportunity to to get to know god so you know it it wouldn't be right just because they're they were born in sin that they wouldn't have an opportunity, you know, to get to know God. So they they will be resurrected and have the opportunity to get to know God in in His new order, in in the plans that He has for the future, and it's wonderful plans. Um, and before I get into something like that, um, where I had left off last week was when and where will specific ones be resurrected. Okay. And then and this one this this little bit here is 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 pretty deep, so I'm gonna try to take it slow and um if anybody has any questions or something, please ask because like I say this 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 can be a little bit complicated but I'll try to make it as simple as I can. And I'll put in the scriptures and, and these scriptures um, it would be best for you to look at them yourselves, study it over, you know, uh, get it into your heart, and, you know, in, in the way that you you believe, you know. Okay. So um, Jesus was spoken of in Acts. Now let me see. I'm just going to go look. Th- I, I put in a bunch of scriptures before people came, before men and women came here. So it would make it easier for me. So I could just copy and paste them in. Makes it much quicker. Okay. So in Acts 26 
uh, and 23, it talks about Jesus Christ is the first to be resurrected from the dead. And what this means is Jesus was the first one resurrected that would never have to die again. Okay? He's the beginning. He's the beginning of this new order or new system or whatever you want to call it, new plan. Okay? He will not ever die. So he's number one. He's the first resurrection. Did you have to uh, should should lie all to the people and to the Gentiles. No, sure. Could you explain that to me? S H E W. In Acts, is that what you're yeah. reading? Is that what you're reading, yeah. Rudo? Yeah, yeah. That Christ should suffer and that he he should be the first that should rise from the dead and should shoo light onto the people and to the Gentiles. Shoo, is that spread or or S-H-E-W? S-H-E-W, shoo. Um, I've seen that word before. Oh, I'm sorry, this is King... So, this is the King James Version. Are you looking at those when you read it? No, I've got a King James Version here. But I read an... uh, newer translation because the King James Version is confusing for me. But I do have one here, and I do um, compare a lot. Um, Oh, yeah, it means show light. I mean, the English, the international version. Okay, yeah. Okay, let, let me just read what I have here, and it might shed some light on it for us. We'll see. Acts 26. Verse 23. That the Christ was to suffer and as the first to be resurrected from the dead, he was going to publish light both to his people and to the nations. So where was this word shoe? Does that mean publish? Um, this was in Acts 26, verse 23, King James Version. Okay. Could you read that to me again, please? That Christ should suffer and that he should be the first that should rise from the dead and should shoe, if I pronounce that right, light onto the people and to the Gentiles. Okay, so what I see, to shoe light, and here I've got he was going to publish light. So he's going to show light, right? Okay, okay, well that helps us both understand what the word shoe means. So he's going to actually publish or shoe or shine, shine light, light both to his people and to the nations. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Cool. Okay, so this is showing like, so the subject of them thinking about here is when and where. When are are they going to be resurrected? So Jesus Christ was the first resurrection. So that's that's well established. We know that even though there was other resurrections, Jesus Christ resurrected, you know, before he died. But, but the, his resurrection is, um, excuse me, I'm just going to get a drink of water. 
his resurrection had a um, a very specific meaning, obviously. So that's just one one scripture that I wanted to point out about you know, and of course with Jesus' resurrection, okay, what was so different about it is he was raised as a spirit person, okay. His disciples, there was uh, approximately 500 of his disciples that he showed himself to after the resurrection. And I have the scripture for that. I will get to that. But he was raised a spirit a spirit person. Um, let's see. We'll take a look at that scripture. Um, in First Peter... Chapter 3, verse 18. And um, I'll just read that one for you. Showing, see, how he was resurrected. Okay, this is the point we want to get across. Jesus Christ was resurrected as a spirit spirit person, spirit being, uh, whatever term, you know, for others to understand. Christ indeed has one so many sons. Christ brings us to God. I'm sorry, Rudo, I couldn't hear you. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm just reading it real soft. I would love you to. Just to yourself. <laughs> for for Christ indeed has once suffered for sins. Is that what you're yes. thinking of? Or yes. Just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in flesh, but made alive in the spirit. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, being put to death in the flesh, but being made alive in the spirit. Thank you. Okay. Um, yeah, and then um, the Bible also talks about um, different, uh, another resurrection. Okay, the Bible talks about in First Corinthians... And I'm going to put that up here. Talks about um, specific ones being resurrected at specific times. See, not everyone's going to be resurrected at the same time. Uh, this scripture here that I just put up um, is talking about each one in his own rank. Like, see, God has it all planned, obviously, like everything else he has planned, you know, Organized, totally, perfectly, perfectly organized for specific reasons. So, in 1 Corinthians 15, verses 20 to 23, it shows us here that um, there's Jesus Christ was the first resurrected, the first fruits, and then after that, those who belonged to Christ during his presence. Now, those that belonged to 
to Christ specifically like his disciples, and there's a certain group. You know, there's different groups, okay? Um, before I go into the different groups, I'll, uh, we'll, we'll just look at that scripture. Like I say, I can get ahead of myself real easy. <laughs> anyway, 1 Corinthians, read that. Did I hear a train? I'm or sorry, a horn? Could you say that? <laughs> I thought I heard a train or a horn. Oh, that's traffic outside. Okay. Uh, am I uh, am I the only one who's unmuted? I haven't had the chat in front of me. Um, um, um I'm in a I'm in a condominium in Hawaii with a loud street. Oh, here. that's okay. That's okay. Well, it, it, it's two o'clock in the afternoon there. You said. Um, yes, 2.45. Well, thank you very much for coming to to be with us because you could be out on the beach getting a suntan. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, Sonia, I, I went into and had listened to so many people and then uh, really started enjoying Carl, Mr. Motormouth, I call him. <laughs> some people, call, some just, people call him a madman. <laughs> yes, yeah, I've heard that. And so... Via others, uh, past Carl, I came across your Ontario, Canada, common law talk show. And you're such a balance between, I mean, uh, on the scale, you know, you and, and, I'm sorry, I don't mean you, Sonia and Carl. <clears throat> it, it just is, it's, it's a pleasure to listen to your programs the last two I, I've Listen, I'm going to go. I'm going to go to all of them because I have a lot of time. I'm retired, semi-retired, I should say. Oh, good. And when after the recording stops, I would love to tell you more personal things because I've gone through some heavy experiences. Okay, um, that'd be my pleasure. Yeah, that'd be my pleasure. Okay. And I'm I'm seeking the truth. So somebody mentioned. A little while back, um, the Roman ethics. Uh, <clears throat> let me see what it is. It's on my refrigerator, so I get reminded by it. Oh yes, the uh, object of the mind is to know the truth. The object of the will is to do good. And I pasted after that myself. The object of my heart is to know God's law and live by it from now on because I have struggled. My family is not at all in tune with me. <clears throat> but I'll tell you this. We are the tightest family ever. Um, all my kids, three of them, and my three grandchildren live on my land in Washington. They have all their own home. Well, the three families have their own homes. And my partner for 40 years is in her own home now. She's very distanced from me with what I'm going through. Oh, yeah. Um, and, you know, I've heard that story on the net now so many times. It will just, um, it's, it's not an uncommon thing, apparently. But I, I feel stronger and more free and uh, uh, liberated, if that's the right word, 
although liberty is different, I understand, than I've ever felt before. I grew up in Indonesia the first seven years. I'm Dutch. Came to the Netherlands when I was seven. Came to the States when I was 24. So I feel contrast between cultures and I know on a uh, very uh, limited level several languages and try to get better at English and now I'm fascinated by words. I bet you would be. The true meaning of words. And for the last, since uh, September 2013, I have slowed down. That was a dramatic date for me somewhere that month. I have slowed down. I have left my anger behind. And I'm I'm just... uh, It sounds like, yeah, you've really had some, uh, quite a few changes in your life recently then. I had three brushes with death. And uh, I'm here now. The days are beautiful. I have a sailor's pattern of sleeping, four or five hours, and then I do something again or listen and do something at the same time to one of the programs that fascinate me. And then take a nap in the afternoon. And anyway, it's, it's so exciting. Exciting times are coming up for me. And I see what you were speaking, talking about earlier. The addictions to to <clears throat> so many uh, things around us in our lives that my children well they're not hooked to television but they're going through their young life as I did myself before and you know veering away from the truth more and more and more mm-hmm. and. I look forward to going there in two days to celebrate Thanksgiving with them um, and question them again about a few things without creating any controversial uh, conditions or situations. No. Anyway, I'm going to, into a very personal direction now. Now, this is not what it's about. I want to... I really want to learn more what the my heart tells me, and I know my creator is in there. Um, well, it, it, it all is a, a personal thing, isn't it? It, it has to be, doesn't it? You know, yeah. it's, that's where it starts, right? You know, right. We, all, we all have our, our reasons for wanting to get to know truth, and, and 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 it has to be within ourselves. Like it ha- that's where it has to start. It can't be for anyone else. You can't do this for a mate or a partner or a sibling, or right. yeah. So um, no, I appreciate you sharing some of your story because you know um, that's what life is all about. Is we're all in this together, and there's a scripture in the Bible. It just reminds me that says something to the effect that I can't remember exactly how it goes, but no man has went through any trial that another man has has not went through the same thing. So no matter what we go through, 
someone else has went through something similar to it, whether it be right to death. So we, God understands all of our trials and everything that we're going through. He understands more than anyone, um, you know, because he understands sin. He understands badness, you know, um, and, and he can help us through any of our trials. But he may not, you know, he, he may allow us to go through certain trials because that will strengthen us. That will make us stronger for the next one. Because when I think about a scripture um, with, about Jesus, um, I, I think I wrote it down somewhere the other day, but I think I wrote it in a category about the, the, the Trinity, where some believe that God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit are one, totally one. But Jesus Christ, um, there's a scripture that says, Jesus learned obedience. Jesus learned obedience through the things that he suffered. You see? He learned obedience. Like Jesus Christ had never went through this before. Jesus Christ never came as a man and and, and, and went and did what he did and, and suffered what he did and, and died for mankind. So this was new to him too. And he had freedom of choice, just like Adam and Eve, just like Adam and Eve had freedom of choice, and just like just like we have freedom of choice. This is why we're not all going to make it. Not everyone's going to make it, because they're going to choose not to. Jesus could have changed his mind too. But the Bible says that Jesus learned obedience through the things he suffered. So God's not going to get us out of everything. <laughs> You know, we, we pray to God, maybe help us to deal with this. You know, maybe help us to deal with it. Not so much take it away. You know, don't I don't want to go through this. I don't want to have to do this. Please don't make me do this. You know, we might learn something through it. So, um, but just, I, like I said, I thank you for sharing um, little bits of your life, which it, it is actually touches others' hearts, too, that, hey, I'm not the only one going through hard times. This one is, too. So all of a sudden, instead of thinking about your own problems, you're, you're thinking of someone else. And, um, you know, that's what it's all about is, is to uh, build each other up, strengthen each other, and get through this together, get, get through this, 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 this system, this system of things and into to God's new order, God's new system of things. So that's what it's all about. And, and, and sharing is a good thing, because even in the Bible it says to repent to each other. That's a big part of it, is repenting. And, and, and um, you know, we don't have to, you know, tell everybody, you know, every bad thing that we've done in our life, but we repent to God. You know, he's the one that we need to repent to. But it, it does say, you know, that that's a big step is knowing where we went wrong and, and and wanting to make changes because we we've all been through you know uh, things where we we we're imperfect we all do things wrong every day and we can't help a lot of times what we think we can't help the way our mind works and we can't control sin we can't control this disease that's in us 
you know, only God will, he will take that away, you know, at a particular time. It will be gone and done away with and over. In the meantime, we have a fight to do the best that we can. And our best ammunition is God's word. He's our best teacher. Um, A little by little, we're not going to reach perfection today, tomorrow, the next day. We're not going to reach perfection until God has taught us to the full everything we need to know. There, There is, um, you know, some things in the Bible here that tells us when we will reach perfection. You know, we will reach perfection at a particular time through God's training. He will train us. He He's training us now. He's training us now through his word, the Bible. We're learning now. So now is the time for us to um, try every day to keep him in our life, to study his word, to pray to him to help us each day to do the best that we can, and that's all we can do. And um, as long as we have faith that, um, you know, um, we're doing the best that we can, and he will forgive us for the mistakes that we make, and we're going to fall flat in our face many times, but he's the one that helps us up and keeps us going. And um, so, um, yeah, thanks thanks for sharing the little bit of your story. It's nice to to be able to converse, you know, with, with someone on these calls and talk and encourage others through all this. So anyway, back to the the resurrection, the hope that we have. Um, you know, if we do die, if if God uh, doesn't come beforehand and we and we do die, we don't have to worry about death. We don't have to fear death. And we don't have to fear dying for him and believing in him, especially in the system of things, the way the government is, the way the system is, you know, they want to threaten us. Eventually they're going to, you know, we can see it coming how they're clamping down on religions. You know, nowadays they're they're, going to get to the point where they're they're sick and tired of religions and they're going to try to get rid of them all. Because as we know, the religions and politics just do not mix. And the Bible talks about the empire of false religion, that uh, mm-hmm. Babylon, ba- Babylon the Great, the empire of false religion, well, the wild beast, which is the government, will, will destroy Babylon the Great, the empire of false religion. So it's coming. That's a prophecy that we got to look forward to. You know, we can see this coming and the Bible talks about it in Daniel and in Revelations and talks about what the government's going to do. And we, you know, if we read and study the Bible, we can see these things coming and we can say, yeah, it's happening. This is exactly what the Bible's saying is going to happen. And it's it, we can see it getting so close to reaching the climax because we can't afford a World War Three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we yeah, can't right. afford it. <laughs> Yeah, uh, we're going to I'm sorry. Go, Go ahead. ahead. Okay, no, I'm just thinking back many years ago when uh, the Beatles song came out. Imagine there's no heaven. I have always questioned that. Why? Why is that happening? Did he really write that, or is there a force behind? It? I think it was John Lennon. I'm 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 appalled with what happened in the rock music. Um, industry and done to us. I uh, 
I considered myself a hippie for a long time. I still have very long hair um, and have been very successful in in the retail business. My wife and I have a business that's almost 30 years old in Kailua, Kona, Hawaii. And, uh, it just, it's, it's something that has kept me busy all the time, but I left it alone and never questioned it again, but it's in the back of my hand. Just like when we bought our first little piece of land in 77 for a fraction of the price what it's worth now, and it said, you know, uh, you and your wife are joint tenants. Well, with my limited English, I read through the entire, all the papers, and I questioned the realtor about it. What's going on here? How come I'm a tenant? You know, so these confusing things, um, I questioned momentarily, very incidentally, and went on with all the temptations around me, as well as having three one you know bringing three issues of the relationship of my wife and I onto this world um my my children are uh, thirty nine and thirty five and thirty years old <clears throat> and uh, we we dearly love each other, but they are going through the same thing as what I went through, mm-hmm. and I need to find the strength to hold on to my peace to let them do what they're doing, but at the same time correct some things like giving them you know giving them to the state as i did through the birth certificate um or or the the material world that we live in that i administer but i absolutely am starting to understand what what a how i was being fooled but being fooled is a two-way street and now i'm waking up to it and i need to i need to uh find the foundation for that. And listening to you uh, and having this almost hour spent with you and I have all the pages open of all the verses you suggested, I will print them out and, and relate them to my life and to the, to the concept that you have in your mind at the moment, um, tonight or tomorrow on the way back to Washington. Um, I feel the strength. I feel the the, the faith and the hope that my family, whom I'll always be responsible for, mm-hmm. I they're my they're my property. Adults are not. You know, my my youngest son. I told my son a couple of months ago. You know what? You are my property. And he laughed in my face. I love him dearly. He loves me dearly. <laughs> but he didn't understand. I wasn't able to explain it either. Yeah. You know. But they will. I will always be responsible for them. Because I, you know, in the first place, uh, laid with my partner, my dear wife, um, and they came onto this planet, and they're walking on this earth. Um, <clears throat> secondly, I, uh, you know, it's not, it's not about me, Sonia. I'm of age now, totally relaxed. We're doing well. Um, it's not about me. I feel this urge to just take away the uh, economic or, should I say, social confusion and, and gender mix-up that's happening in our world um, to explain that to them. But they, they will not find the time to do that because they're so engrossed with things that I was busy with too when I was younger, you know, mm-hmm. 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And how does one change that? By living it? 
or by uh, yeah how 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 do you do that Sonia how do I influence my children hmm. just by by being I well I I I have four children and um, you know they they all believe in God. And it's a struggle for them as much as it is for me, as much as it is for anyone in in the world. And there's a lot of things that they do and that I do, you know, that we, we may not a- agree on certain things in our life. Like I might be taking a step in my life. They might say, well, Mom, do you really think you should be doing that? You know, they see it a little bit different than me. And and But <clears throat> I find just by conversing all the time with them, you know, like um, I'm on computer a lot. So I'll send them something. I'll send them something I find interesting, you know, um, or, you know, um, send them a scripture. If I if I found a scripture, something that to me is exciting, uh, one that, you know, we haven't shared or something like that, I'll just send it to them. And I, I found when I, when I first started getting into the computer, social media, you know, like Facebook and Google Plus, and I have my business on Facebook and stuff like that. So I'm not too crazy about Facebook, but I'm hooked in there because I've also got a group on natural cures and preventative for disease. So I've got all these things. I've got myself kind of trapped in there trying to help other people. So so what I'll do is I'll send them information. I'll just say, oh, look, look what I found out, you know, and send it to them. Or, um, you know, just little bits and pieces. And then later on, I find I, I'm hearing them saying these things or they're talking about it. And, they, and I think sometimes they forget that I even mentioned it to them. Mm-hmm. So just just throwing little things at them. Hey, you know, um, that's what I do to try, and, yeah. to try and keep them in touch with what, as a mom believes they have deep respect for me also and and love me dearly but they want to do their own thing and they they want to grow and you do have to let them grow right if you love something you'll let it grow but um you can always just keep throwing these odd little good things in that you've been learning and then i've found that um they'll turn around and they'll come to me and they'll and and i've found them sending things back to me in the same category you know that that I throw I throw back at them, so they're they're actually it's rubbing off Fantastic. what I'm what I'm sending to them and what I'm talking to them about. I'm I'm telling them my interests, and then they'll send me back my interests. So it's actually become their their interest. Yeah, yeah. I've been doing that on the political or economic level for many many years now, and uh, I bet. Uh, yes, and. Um, oftentimes it turned out to be more of a confrontation than exchanging arguments, meaning positive, you know, making clear uh, what we mean. Because of the shaking of, particularly with my partner, um, the shaking of the security that she finds in the illusionary world that we live in. you know, it's an interesting process, and I know now that we are uh, we have been separated, and um, we are dis- dissolving the contract with the state, uh, our marriage license. I mean to say, 
understand. We, we are, I'm sorry? I understand. We are becoming more patient with each other. I'm explaining to her, you know, we, we really bonded spiritually with each other outside of the state. As a matter of fact, we were married in the little brown church in Hollywood, and on our picture photograph taken by her father, we have the wonderful, most beautiful image of Jesus Christ behind us, um, right in the middle of us. And that is our, 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 our uh, forever lasting uh, uh, yeah, bond. Um, and that's why everything is going so well as far as living together on the same land, farming, animals. But at the same time, I don't feel association from anybody. Like you said, you get reactions from your children when you throw them ideas, concepts, snippets of this and that. I don't have that. Except for with an old friend of mine here in Hawaii, um, who we, we are just friends. She lives on a wonderful piece of land in the jungle on the east side of the island. And she is absolutely into this concept of becoming man and, in her case, woman. You know, she's following Carl now and listening to Gus and want to, wants to learn how to grammatically set up the right sentences. And <clears throat> Wonderful. And uh, not use the capital I for I anymore. Uh, you know, because yes, I'm going in the right direction. Wonderful. Well, but, I feel, but I feel alone. You know, I have seven members next to me and my family, my three children, three grandchildren, and my partner for 40 years. But I do feel alone, Sonia. <laughs> yeah, I... I really would like to listen to you more and more. I have, as I mentioned, all the verses open still. I'm going to print them out and spend some time tonight and tomorrow before I leave. Wonderful. Yeah. I, I'm I, I'm thrilled. I it, uh, just to hear that. You know, I, I I'm so thrilled, just for your sake and 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 for our 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 Creator's sake. You know, I I'm so thrilled for you. Um, I'm I'm just so excited. You just you wouldn't believe. You know how good that makes me feel. That one more man, um, you know, or woman, has, uh, you know, seen. You know, it's it's like you, you get that aha moment. You think, oh, okay, there's more truths about life, not just, you know, common law, not just, you know, it, it, God is is one step higher. God God is the ultimate step, right? And uh, there's nothing better. Um, there's nothing better. There's no higher, as as we all in common law know. That uh, God is the the Almighty, and and we have to make Him real in our life. And I'm just so thrilled. I'm just so thrilled, Redu, to to hear that. And um, yeah, I do hope that you know you can drop in more because it's encouragement for me also. You know, because I am just just a woman also, and um, you know to 
to have a few friends here together to talk about, talk it is so encouraging for me also because you know we, we do we are all alone you know mm-hmm. we 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 all are all alone um i i have four children and um my my daughter just popped into the show just a few minutes ago Jeannie Marie and we we are very close and tight also and and all my children are close close and tight but when it comes to being us with god we are all alone we all are individuals and you know um we encourage each other like i don't know if tomorrow my daughter or i might say okay i've had enough of this i'm just going to have my fun for the rest of my life and, and I'm out of here. I'm I'm just not doing this no more, you know. There there's been certain times that I'm thinking, Oh, why do I bother with these talk shows, you know, but I just can't quit. It's kind of like an addiction too and I just think, you know, we are all alone. You know, it's it's just between us and God. So but we we have to keep keep remembering that Do you know what I'm saying? Do, do I make any sense? Uh-huh. Oh, yes. No, absolutely. <laughs> We're all yes, it's, really... It's, yeah. It's, it's, uh, um, the road I am on, I choose it and have chosen it for the last, well, let's say 15 years, easy, struggling the first 10, 12 years, and now feeling free, up in the air, lifting, lifted up, and lighter and... and uh, amazingly powerful because the truth is a magnet. Every day something shows up or one more thing or two more things appear in front of me that I I know I was asking for and there it is. How come it's there all of a sudden and then it leads to the next thing. Um, it's a wonderful feeling. I feel really uh, it's, it's a, a delight. Uh, yeah, it's a uh, old happy expression. I feel high, <laughs> uh-huh. on a very natural way. Yeah, and, it's, uh, it's it's amazing that feeling. It's amazing yeah, how yeah, that works, and yeah. it's amazing how God yeah. works. Yeah. yeah, and and you, you know, you sometimes you you think, oh, can that be a coincidence or whatever? But the more it happens. And and the stronger you get, and, and the closer you feel to God, you you know it. It just can't be a coincidence because the Bible says all all perfect gifts come from God. You know, and this is where faith comes in. We have to have faith that He is going to help us. If things don't always go our way, okay, well, there's a reason for it. But we just have to have total faith that He's guiding us because we ask Him to. You know, we ask Him if He will, and as long as we ask Him, He says He will. And we have to have faith that he's doing it. So no matter what we go through, and it is it is quite amazing when things just fall into place and you think, wow, <laughs> and then something else falls into place. It, it may not be, um, you know, treasures or, or jobs or whatever, but just, just little things like you say that just just seem to, it's like a puzzle keeps, you keep getting an extra piece to this puzzle. and. Right. Yeah, that's the way it is. Uh, learn, learning with God, just like learning with with common law. One more little piece to the puzzle. It, it's going to take us time. Like I say, we're just babes. Uh, we're just learning, and um, 
God's given us the opportunity to live forever and we'll always be learning, so we can't expect, to, like I said, to reach perfection, um, right. you know, like in, in any hurry now. So it's just so ex- He's going to be working with us kind of in the same way, you know, in the in the new system. We're going to be living here on the earth in a beautiful park, you know, beautiful paradise the way it was meant to be. And and he's going to be ruling the same way that he, he's ruling from heaven now. You know, but there's a lot of things that we don't know, but we've got a lot of things that we can still talk about, about how, you know, how he's going to be teaching us. And it's going to, and, and uh, it's through His Spirit, like like now, through His Spirit, He's He's going to guide us, and through His through His words here, you know, through His words in the Bible. And the more we read, and it's funny how you just flip open the book and you find an answer. You know, it's, that that happens a lot. <laughs> yes, it's meant to be. It's nothing by accident. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, on one of the talks, I heard you and Alan, was it Sam, did I get the name right, talk about um, cures on cancer. And I went into this one uh, video on YouTube. It's called One Answer to Cancer about Black South, S-A-L-F. I don't know if I pronounced that right. Black South. Have you ever heard of that, Sonia? Black, how do you spell that last word? Black South, S-A-L-F. South, no, I haven't. I just put it, yeah, I just put it on the on the chat. And the uh, the YouTube, the, the documentary is called One Answer to Cancer. Hmm. Uh, amazing what it is. It's a concoction of four natural herbs glycerine and another component that you mix into a paste and you put it right on the the area where cancer may appear. It it actually also goes into bone cancer and goes to the root tip of the, the end tips of the root of the cancer and draws it out like a big clump. It's a, uh, it's a video not for the faint of heart uh, because it shows you how the actual cancer comes out like a black, mean, satanic uh, rock. Wow. And, and it is amazing. The uh, uh, woman who put it together herself was was suffering from cancer tremendously. Um, the first part goes in of the documentary goes into how the medical world, the uh, American, I mean the yeah the, medical, the pharmaceutical world is just trying to keep us sick and get us sicker every right. day, and then it goes to the pure of by the method of Black South. Um, you may be interested in that. Oh, I'm sure I will be, and I'm going. My friend uh, here in Hawaii is going to try it on her. On her. She's got two little spots that were one was frozen off and another one was cut out. And she believes that the cutout part didn't take it all away because it's very irritated still. And so she's going to try it after after Thanksgiving. But um, I I would love to hear your reaction on this, being a person of health knowledge. Um, 
I'm sorry, person, a woman of heaven. I still use the wrong words. Oh, we all do. We, we all <laughs> yes. do. You know. And so, and, sorry. Yeah. I'll. 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 I am definitely interested in 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 looking it up and and researching it because I believe like we don't know half the thing. We don't know anything as far as what's out here on the land. You yeah. know. Apparently, apparently, this is two thousand or. More than longer than that old. Oh yeah, yeah. no terrible, terrible remedy. Well, yeah, because God created everything on the earth for us to eat. You know, oh, how coincidental! Yeah, how coincidental! Yeah. yeah, there are some <laughs> plants that are that are obviously poison, poisonous. But you know, I I know there's there's some plants out there that, um. You know, because I'm a horticulturist too. That that was my my trade, uh, gardening and flowers and, and things like. I just love plants, and I know there's some plants out there that um, can either cure a heart attack or or can give you one, and it's the same plant. So uh-huh. if you ate it, it it could kill you right there on the spot. Or if you're having a heart attack and you take the plant, it can you know so it can do the exact opposite, and it's the same plant. So. Right. Yeah, it, it's it's amazing. Like this is how God's going to heal us too. You know, like we're gonna we're gonna learn what to eat and, and what combinations, what's good for our teeth, what's good for our heart. You know, what's going to keep us healthy and stuff like that. Uh, we've got all these things to learn, and and He put the everything on this planet for us um, to enjoy. N- not just not just because it's beneficial, but mainly because it's beneficial. But uh, to enjoy, like, you know, one might like apples more than oranges or or whatever, you know, and, and everything has got different tastes. And we have, it, it's just going to be so wonderful to look forward to, you know, the, uh, God's new order, God's new system, um, you know, his, his future plans for us. It's just so exciting. Um, and... Anyway, yeah, I will. I will check that out, and I'm just watching my clock because I don't make these calls too long because I don't want to overwhelm friends. But it's only eight thirty, and I usually keep it till you know about nine. Right. And if anyone's right. if anyone's interested, you know, if I have many on the call, or you know, if I usually cover the material sometimes. Right. You're cutting out for some reason. Yeah, somebody's trying to call through, and um, not everybody in the world uh, remembers my talk shows, so they're going to have to wait. (laughs) Okay, I do have to perform a couple of domestic duties before I leave for Washington tomorrow. It was a delight listening to you, and as I mentioned, I'm going to print out all the verses and take those as a study with me on my travel. Thank you. Thank you, Sonia. Well, thank you very much for coming, uh, Bruno. And, um, yeah, we'll, and God bless you and your efforts God. and everything you do you. and your family. So um, we'll talk again. And um, thank you so much for coming. It's been my pleasure. Aloha. Really. <laughs> Aloha. Enjoy your day. <laughs> thank you. Okay. Bye. Bye, Bruno. Well, what a pleasure. Uh, okay. Um, how do you do this? How do you do this? <laughs> yes, lugging out the telephone. Oh. <laughs> Just um, hanging up, I assume. 
Me, yeah, you can just hang, uh, well, with your computer, yeah, up in the right-hand corner, you can just click out of the chat, you know, with the X. I don't know what you know about computers or what you don't, yeah. And and with your phone, yeah, you can just hang it up and... <laughs> there he goes. Technology, hey? Anyway, hi, Jeannie. Thanks for coming. Hi, Bug Size. Thanks for coming. Um, I don't have a lot more to to cover, but um, like I said, what I what I was covering the areas that I was covering, I I thought was quite different. So that's why I considered it something that I should just kind of just take my time with a little bit and and just make sure I get all the scriptures up so that you can study it yourself, you know, and not just going by what I say. So anyway, we were talking about when and where uh, certain resurrections were going to take place, what time, you know, when sort of thing. So we were talking about Jesus Christ, obviously, being the first from the dead, you know, that will never die. And then those uh, after him uh, would be Christ's first fruits, his first fruits is what the Bible talks about in um, Corinthians. I can't remember if I put that scripture up. So those who will come right after, not right after Jesus, but who will be next, would be um, Jesus Christ's first fruits. Now I'm just going to look on the board here and see if I had put that scripture up. And I did. It was First Corinthians copy and paste it again one more time. In case uh, Jeannie didn't get it when she came in. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 20 to 23. So this is talking about how God has organized the resurrections. Okay. So I'm going to read in verse 20. It says, However, now Christ has been raised up from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep in death. For, for since death is through a man, a resurrection of the dead is also through a man. For just as all in Adam are dying, so also all in Christ will be made alive. But each one in his own rank, Christ, the first fruits, afterwards, those who belong to Christ during his presence, okay? And then it talks about uh, next to the end when when um, God actually, or Jesus actually hands um, over the kingdom to his God and Father. So at the end of all this, you know, the the resurrections, the new system, the thousand-year reign, Jesus will actually hand the kingdom back to his God when, when we have reached perfection, okay? When we've gotten to that point, we've reached perfection, and Jesus' kingdom has served its purpose, um, all have been resurrected, all have had the opportunity to get to know God and Jesus. Some won't make it through that judgment day, 
but um, anyway, it's this is talking about specific resurrections, okay, and this is why I wanted to kind of go slow at this, because it is, for me, difficult to explain. I, I kind of think I understand it, but those those who belong to Christ, okay, let's, maybe I'll back up here. Those who belong to Christ, okay, are a specific group, okay? These are the 144,000 faithful disciples that will rule with Christ in heaven, in his kingdom, okay? This is the heavenly r- resurrection, okay? The Bible says, happy and holy is anyone having part in the first resurrection. Over these, the second death has no authority, but they will rule as kings with him for a thousand years. Now I'm going to put up that scripture and we'll just continue on with that a little bit so I can get this point across. Um, I'm just looking for the scripture up here that I typed in so I could copy and paste it but I must not have got it in there I didn't highlight it okay the scripture that talks about this 144,000 And Christ's first fruits is in Revelations chapter 20. Frankenstein, (laughs) all these nicknames. 
I have a real hard time with it. Even sometimes now I see nicknames, but I still can't remember the person's or the man or woman's real name. Anyway, sorry, friends, for getting sidetracked again. So, okay, we're talking about the first resurrection, okay? The first resurrection is the group of 144,000 that are going to rule with Christ. Okay, they'll be priests of God and of Christ and will rule as kings in heaven. Okay, this is going to be our heavenly government. Okay, this is our government, the 144,000. You know, all throughout the Bible, the main theme of the Bible is let your kingdom come. Right? Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's the main theme and it always has been. Jesus always taught us, you know, taught us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Let your kingdom come. Okay? And this is what the kingdom's all about. Is our, the heavenly government, the 144,000 that are going to be resurrected from the earth, okay? Because they know how to care for us. They know how to deal with us. They've been through, just like Jesus' disciples, okay? They've went through it all too. And 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 we are Jesus' disciples, you know? And the ones that are going to rule um, our government are going to totally understand us, are going to totally be able to care for us, and are going to totally be able to help us reach perfection, Make sense? So that's the first resurrection, okay? Um, let me just see what I had here for notes. Yeah, they um, they don't need to sleep in death, the Bible says, Okay. They 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 are being resurrected as they die. Okay, there's a scripture in the Bible that says, um, "We shall not fall asleep in death, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, during the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised." So, just as they're as they're dying, you know, they'll be changed within the twinkling of an eye. Okay, they will be resurrected immediately. Okay, and see, God's establishing His 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 government now. He's established Jesus. God's establishing the government and Jesus as King. It's being established now. It's set up now. It's it, and it's in the process now. Um, that's an, kind of another subject, in a way, to explain to you because. Um, there's a lot more scriptures that have to go with that to to show that God is actually setting it up now. It's being set up like he's always working, he's always busy, he's always doing things. eh? So he's, you know, preparing, like we're preparing, you know, for him. But anyway, let me take you to that scripture where it says they do not need to fall asleep in death, okay? They, They will be changed within a twinkling of an eye. So that scripture is in First uh, Corinthians fifteen 
just trying to see if I had it on the board. I guess I didn't get all the scriptures up that I wanted to, or that I was thinking I was going to use. Okay, again, that was 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 51. Find it here and read it to you. I pretty much quoted what it said, but here's, here's what it says. Look, I tell you a sacred secret. We shall not all fall asleep in death but we shall all be changed in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye during the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised up incorruptible, and we shall be changed. Um, I don't know whether to read on a little further. Okay, they'll be raised incorruptible, okay, which... um, you know, they they will be raised in the spirit form, obviously. Okay? So they will will not die. So that's kind of interesting about that type of resurrection, okay? That's the first... Jesus was the first resurrection, okay? Um, His um, disciples, the ones that are going to rule in heaven, are Christ's first fruits, Okay, and they will be having part of a first resurrection. Okay, and they will rule as kings with Christ for a thousand years. Okay, so the, God's got a time for everything. You know, it's organized. He's always organized. Um, let's see. I might just uh, just just for some funny reason, I think I should continue on here about this um the this first resurrection a little bit um, the resurrection to life as spirit beings, if you want to call them that um, there's a scripture I want to share for some reason. It's First Corinthians, chapter 15, verses 42 to 44. So I'm going to continue on here just a little bit to give you an idea of what the Bible says about, you know, the physical body and the spiritual body. And the ones that are going to be raised, you know, in the heavens. Um, In verse 42, um, it says here, So also is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown in corruption. It is raised up. Incorruption. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised up in glory. 
it is sown in weakness and it is raised up in power. It is sown a physical body and it is raised up a spiritual body. There is a physical body, there is also a spiritual one. It is even so written, the first man, Adam, became a living soul. The last man, Adam, who is Jesus, became a life-giving spirit. Just to kind of help you to distinguish that, you know, there is... We can be raised to spirit, not we, but um, God can raise us as spirits. You know, just change like that. And this is what he did with Jesus, and this is what, what he's He's doing with this specific group, the 144,000, okay, that are going to rule, like I said, as kings in heaven, as our government. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on. I think I've covered that enough. Um, okay, the like I said, the expression the first resurrection shows that another one will follow. Okay, um, this is the resurrection to life on the paradise earth, okay, where both the righteous and the unrighteous will be resurrected here on the earth, okay? Now remember that, both the righteous and the unrighteous, the Bible says, okay? This will occur after Armageddon, and Armageddon, is God's war, okay? That's what the Bible says. Armageddon is God's day. Armageddon is God's war. Okay? Um, Those that are resurrected after God's war, after Armageddon, like our loved ones, you know that we have the opportunity to to see again when they're resurrected and and we have this opportunity to to be with them and they have the opportunity to get to know God after all this if if we all decide you know to serve God in in the way that is pleasing to God we will never die again you know then you know we all have that opportunity to live forever that's what it's all about. Um, I'm just trying to think of some scriptures here that are the best ones to show you. I've got so many of them in front of me. Um, I'm just looking over some some material that talks about uh, what type of what type of bodies will we be resurrected? And some questions that people have: What type of bodies will we will will we have when we are resurrected from after God's war? You know, like 
um, for the ones that dies that have died, like I lost both of my parents. So obviously they won't be resurrected with the same body because the body has decayed and died, but it'll be the same, you know, the same, it'll be a new body, but they'll have the same thoughts, you know, the same mind, the same knowledge, the same love. Um, You know, everything about them will be the same. You know, like when, when Jesus Christ resurrected uh, Lazarus, you know, Lazarus was dead for four days. Well, he raised Lazarus looking the same, you know, having the same facial features, the same personality, the same voice, and everything. Like, in God's, you know, memory, all that's in, in God's memory. You know, he can resurrect like he did with Jesus, too. Jesus was dead for three days. Well, he actually resurrected Jesus as a spirit, but... um Anyway, I just thought I'd cover that subject. That the one, our loved ones, that'll be resurrected, will be resurrected uh, in a fleshly body, though, because <clears throat> we're going to live here on the earth. You know, we have the opportunity to live here on the earth, and the ones that are going to be resurrected here on the earth will be a fleshly body, because a fleshly body has to eat, and uh, will enjoy, you know, what God has given us here on the earth. Uh, you know, the animals and the air to breathe and, you know, the water and, and uh, the physical touch and everything. So we'll have a physical body here on the earth. Let's see if I can... There's uh, tons of scriptures when we get into that. Anyway, I don't know if you have listened to some of my other scriptures or some of the other shows where we talked about the, the new heavens and then the new earth, some of the things that's a... If you want to go back to some of the uh, talk shows where we talked about the new earth, that's one of my favorite subjects, is talking about what we're going to be doing here on the earth. But anyway, as far as uh, the resurrections here, I don't know if I really have a lot more that I um, I have to cover Right now, um, there's one that I'm thinking about in Luke 20 that I think might be nice to maybe finish off with or nearly finish off with unless I can think of some other things I want to cover. In Luke chapter 5, verse 29... Yeah, we'll read that. Okay. Luke 5, verse 29. No, I'm sorry, friends. I got that wrong. I wonder if I could delete that. (laughs) Try that again. Luke chapter 20, verse 38. Try that. 
kind of an encourage, very encouraging. He is a God, not of the dead, but of the living, for they are all living to him. So God remembers everyone that's died, every man and woman, every child, every uh, baby in the womb that has passed away. They're all in his memory. No life, you know, no life is uh, forgotten by him at all. So he is the God of the living, not of the dead. So that's kind of uh, wonderful to know, Wayne. If anybody has any questions, please throw them on the board or pop in or whatever. But um, the Bible tells us, of course, like I said, a lot more about the paradise after the the dead are resurrected. You know, there's a lot about what's going to happen here on the earth, and uh, you know, our, our heavenly government, and um, Jesus, you know, spoke of. Uh, of men and women coming out to a resurrection of life and others coming out to a resurrection of judgment. And, um, you know, you kind of wonder what that means, you know. So um, you wonder if the situations are going to be any different for the righteous or the unrighteous, okay, because there's going to be righteous ones resurrected and there's going to be unrighteous ones resurrected. Like, say, for example, the man the man that was hung up there on uh, the stakes with Jesus, you know, he's going to be resurrected. So he was considered an unrighteous man because he didn't know God. You know, he wasn't faithful to God, obviously, because he may not have been in that in, in that position, you know, where he was. He, he said that he deserved to be where he was, so he knew he committed some sort of a crime, so he was considered, uh, you know, to be un- unrighteous. So it's it's going to be, there's going to be, you know, like a different, different, how can I put this, di- different circumstances for even, even the ones that are going to be here on the earth living um, during this judgment day. Uh, judgment Day is just not one day. Judgment Day is this thousand-year reign. Okay, after the... Like with the scripture that I read a little while ago about um, that uh, the first happy and holy are, are the first that first ones that will be resurrected because they will rule as kings and priests with God for a thousand years. So they're going to be ruling over the earth for a period of about a thousand years. That's going to be the judgment day. Okay? The re- the resurrected ones that we are going to meet and greet um, are going to come back to life here on the earth. Uh, Satan will be thrown into the abyss, and we're going to be able to live here on this earth for those thousand years, growing to perfection, being trained. Um, and taught by God, however he's going to organize it through his heavenly government, the 144,000 that are in heaven, and however, you know, whatever type of system he's going to set up here on the earth, um, that's what it's that's what it's going to be like. 
that's going to be a judgment day during that that thousand year reign. Now I, we can continue into that next week, uh, judgment day and afterwards after God's God's war comes here and destroys the the world. Either you know the the system. I'm sorry, friends, my brain's getting tired. I'm I'm kind of skipping things. Um, it might be time for me to call it a night, but. It's pretty exciting to to know that God's going to step in before man truly destroys himself. And um, I believe that scripture is Matthew twenty two twenty four. No, Matthew twenty four twenty two. Matthew twenty four twenty two. It says that um, if God did not cut the days short, man would surely destroy all flesh. And he will cut the day short. And uh, we do have some wonderful things to look forward to. And God promises us that. And we have to really try to stay strong and and have faith and and study and uh, cling together and encourage each other and uh, pray and pray and pray and pray. So thank you, friends, for coming. And uh, I hope, uh, I hope, those scriptures can help you um, have faith in the resurrection and uh, the opportunity that we have to see our loved ones and also that we don't have to fear death either. What can man do to us that God cannot fix? Anyway, I'm going to say goodnight and uh, God bless you all and thanks so much for coming. Love you too, Jeannie. Thanks, darling. Thanks, Bug Size, for coming. And thank you to all the guests. Okay. Take care. Um, yeah, I'm going to try to have a little talk show on Tuesday on health, on our health, natural cures and stuff like that. So maybe we can get Redo coming also. If I had a way of getting in touch with him, maybe I'll find him on Skype somewhere. Anyway, God bless. Take care and have a good night. Bye-bye.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.